0: I charge people a thousand dollars to sit. I don't even want to sit with anybody right now because I I make more money running my business than that thousand. And I'm more passionate about helping the people inside of my organization get better than people outside of my organization. Guess what? That's just the truth. And I've got hundreds of sales reps in my organization. So that's who I dedicate my time to. But guess what? If you want more money and time, you've got to invest more money and time. And here's a problem with salespeople. Salespeople need to not only think of themselves as salespeople because the best sales professionals don't look at themselves as a salesperson or simply a sales professional. They look at themselves as a business. What's up guys? And welcome to another episode of the DNG podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to my sales reps, my sales professionals out there. I've been involved in sales all of my life, really. The first time I got involved in sales was when I was uh, 10 years old. I used to sell chocolates for my school, my elementary school door to door. Then I realized we're selling them for a dollar. I realized I could get them for 50 cents. I ended up buying them for 50 cents and selling them door to door. Pretended I was selling them for the school and I was making 50 cents. Before you know it, I had four of my neighbors selling chocolates door-to-door and I was making a 50 cent override. So I paid them a a one quarter and I kept the quarter. So I fell in love with sales and I fell in love, more importantly, I fell in love with leveraged income, which I'm going to talk a little bit about leveraged income in this episode. But a lot of sales professionals are wondering, hey, they will love the idea of how to double their sales. But here's the thing. They like the thought of being able to double their sales, of being able to double their income, but they never even ask the question of, okay, how do I go out there and double my income? Well, guess what, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So right now, I'm gonna give you guys a couple of tips to double your sales and to double your income, and these are things that I've done. This is actually a very simple three-step process that I actually learned from Brad Lee. If you don't follow Brad Lee, go ahead and check him out. He's got a great uh, podcast called Dropping Bombs. So check out Brad Lee, his podcast called Dropping Bombs. So I added a little bit of my flavor to it. I added some bullet points to it because I wanted to give you what I learned from him, but I also wanted to give you some of the stuff that I know myself. So with that being said, number one, you wanna double your sales. Guess what? It's a very simple concept. You've gotta talk to more people. Guess what? If you're making $10,000 per month right now and you're talking to an average of 25 people per month or whatever that number is, let's just say that number is 25 people per month and you're making, $10,000 per month. If you talk to 50 people, double the amount, guess what? You're probably gonna make double the amount of money because there's a ratio that appears. Well, if you do double the numbers, you're gonna make double the income, more than likely, right? When I got started in the credit repair industry for the first time, I'm in the solar industry now and I own a credit repair company, but let me give you a little story. I was in the real estate industry from 2004 till the end of 2007, December, 2007, the real estate market was crashing. I remember I had six or seven deals in escrow, all but one fell out of escrow. I was expecting about forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 I ended up making about 4000 maybe 5000 It was pretty bad and I didn't save any money. And I said, okay, what do I got to do? And I wanted to get back into the network marketing industry, but I needed to get a job in order to pay my bills. And I had made a lot of money and I went down to zero. The point is I got into credit repair and I knew nothing about credit repair. The only thing about credit repair that I knew was that there was a high demand because so many people had bad credit, especially in 2007. So I got a job for a credit repair company and I knew I am new. Nobody knows me in this industry, but I'm going to make up in numbers what I lack like in scale. That's a reference to the late, great Jim Rohn. So here's what I did. I knew I had to talk to more people. I knew I had to make X amount of money. My goal was to make $7,000 a month at the time. And I said, in order to make $7,000 a month, I've got to talk to a ton of people. So I had a script, I had a plan, and here's what I did. I remember I hit the field, I left my house by eight in the morning. So usually by 8.30, nine o'clock, I was visiting real estate offices and mortgage offices. And I was simply visiting these offices. And I went from about 9 a.m. to about 1 p.m. I would visit these real estate offices and I would walk up to the receptionist and I would ask the receptionist, hey, can I speak to the manager or the person in charge, please? They would often ask me what it's about or who I am. And I gave them my business card. I say, my name is JC Rangel. I represent XYZ Credit Repair Company. I just wanna introduce myself and give them my business card. Sometimes they would put me in front of the manager, the person in charge, and sometimes they wouldn't. But I knew that if I did enough of these numbers, I'd meet these people. And here's what I did too. Usually they would have the business cards of all of the realtors or loan officers in that office. So I grab all of the cards and I'd put them in one of my jacket pockets. When I would meet the the, uh, person in charge, I'd introduce myself, give them my information and offer to send them some free information to their email. So then I would get that person's business card and I'd put it on the other jacket pocket. Sometimes they would introduce me to some of the agents in the office. So anyways, the point is that the agents that I met in person I put in one side of the jacket pocket, and the ones that I didn't meet in person that I just took their business card, I put them in another side. So when I got to my office around two o'clock, then I would email them as promised the same exact email, information about our company, some of the results that we've gotten, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then it was the same exact email, but the intro was different. The intro to the ones that I met in person was one, it's great meeting you earlier today, blah, blah, blah. Here's the information I promised. And the other ones was a generic information. The point is that I started doing that. But when I got hired, the guy didn't want to hire me. He only had inside sales agents. And I said, I, I, I don't need to take a desk of yours. I don't need uh, you to pay me a salary. I don't need you to give me any leads. And I said, within a month, I will outproduce every single one of your sales reps here and you will not spend any dime on me. All you need to do is give me some flyers, a little bit of training, some contracts. I will leave this office and I will come back to this office with contracts in hand and money in hand. So the guy hired me. So just as predicted, less than a month later, I became the number one sales guy in that office. Why? Because I understood one thing. Here's what I understood. I cannot control the outcome, but I could control the output. I knew that I was gonna to talk to more people. And I knew that if I talk to enough people, I'm going to stumble on a sale. Then if I get better, guess what? I'm going to stumble on more sales. Then eventually I'm not stumbling on sales. Eventually I'm just getting sales. That's all I did. I just visited offices. I grabbed business cards. I built some relationships. Some people rejected me. Some people told me never to come back. I didn't take it personal. I just kept doing my thing and I kept mastering the mundane. I kept doing the exact same thing over and over and over. So in other words, here's what I'm saying. You've got to have grit. Now, keep in mind, we're still in step number one. Talk to more people. I'm just giving you a couple of bullet points on this step. Number one, you've got to have grit. You've got to talk to more people. You've got to get more rejection and you've got to have what I do, hashtag AOMA. If you search on social media, hashtag AOMA, you will see a lot of my posts because that's something that I've used for a long time. AOMA means all Out massive action. So if you want to talk to more people, you are going to talk to more people if you do indeed take all out massive action. When I decided to get into the solar industry, I did the same thing. I said, I want to do what my people are going to do. I started door knocking and visiting new homeowners, all out massive action while I built a team. And now we do tons of sales. We've got sales nationwide. We've got almost a thousand sales reps nationwide. Why? Because we teach them the fundamentals of how to sell. But here's another tip I'm going to give you on talking to more people. Act as if, even if you're new to the industry that you are in or not, doesn't matter. Act as if from day one. What do I mean by act as if? Act as if you're already the authority. In other words, I'm telling you to be confident. Act like you've already got the 10 years of experience. Talk with authority, talk with confidence. Even if you don't know as much as the next person, doesn't matter, it could only help you to talk with authority because here's what happens. A lot of times your prospective buyers or referral agents, they don't know whether or not you are the cream of the crop and very experienced, but the way that you carry yourself will make them assume that you are, and therefore that will get you the relationships and that will get you the referrals, right? So another tip, when you're out there talking to more people, guess what? Act as if, be confident. Model successful people and go out there and be confident. So anyways, step number one is, to talk to more people. Step number two, another simple one, but trust me when I tell you it makes sense. Step number two is to get better. Get better at your field. Constantly be sharpening your acts. Get better at sales in general. Get better at communication. Get better at presentation skills. Constantly get better, and guess what? Step number one, which is talking to more people, gets you better as well. You're gonna go out there and talk to people. You're gonna get objections. You're gonna get questions. You're gonna get situations that you didn't have before. You're gonna learn to overcome these objections and these questions and whatnot. Guess what? That in itself is gonna get you better. You've gotta dedicate time to training. Training in your particular field in industry or sales in general, training should be something you do, not something you did. That's why watching videos like this, gets you a little bit better. It might be one tip that a a video like this will give you that can add an extra 1% to your income, an extra 10% to your income, maybe an extra 100% to your income, you don't know. But if you keep stacking things on top of each other before you know it, three years later, you are a juggernaut compared to what you used to be before. But you've got to get better. So number one, talk to more people. Number two, get better. Because here's what happens. Before you used to talk to 25 people and make $10,000, for example. Now you said, I'm gonna just put more effort. I'm going to talk to 50 people. Now I'm making 20,000. So the bottom line is that you've got to invest in yourself. This is one of my favorite quotes of Grant Cardone. And by the way, I don't think Grant Cardone is the best trainer out there. I think there's significantly better trainers than him, but he's good. But here's what he said that I agree with, which was such a gangster line. He said, most people want more money and more time. But what they don't realize is that they have to invest more money and more time in order to get that. Think about it. You want more money. You want more time. You've got to invest in yourself. There's courses, there's conventions that you could go to to get better. You could hire a coach, you could hire a mentor. I charge people a thousand dollars to sit. I don't even wanna sit with anybody right now because I, I make more money running my business than that thousand. And I'm more passionate about helping the people inside of my organization get better than people outside of my organization. Guess what? That's just the truth. And I've got hundreds of sales reps in my organization, so that's who I dedicate my time to. But guess what? If you want more money and time, you've got to invest more money and time. And here's a problem with salespeople. Salespeople need to not only think of themselves as salespeople because the best sales professionals don't look at themselves as a salesperson or simply a sales professional. They look at themselves as a business. And guess what you do with a business? You invest in a business and you do step three, which I'm going to get into here shortly. You are in the business of whatever your name is. I'm in the J.C. Rangel business. If you go to jcrangel.com, that's me. So you've got to start thinking of yourself not only as a salesperson, but you are also a business person. And guess what? As a business person, you have to invest in yourself. And now that leads me to step number three, which is scale. You've got to scale your business. Let's take a a, a regular salesperson. Let's say this person is out here making $5,000 per month and they go to $10,000 per month. Don't increase your expenses by an additional 5,000 or close to it. Just because you went from 5,000 to 10,000, that doesn't mean, hey, It's time to go jack up my lifestyle. It's time to upgrade the house. It's time to upgrade the car, et cetera. No, 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 no. You went from 5,000 to 10,000. That means that there's an extra 5,000. Guess what you do with that 5,000? You scale. You hire some help. You hire an assistant. For my solar business, I have an assistant who has an assistant. You could always get better, but there comes a point where you almost plateaued at getting better. I'm not saying you plateaued. But there's a point where you're pretty damn good at the stuff, and you could continue to increase, but it's not exponential increase, right? So well, now what do you do? Now you delegate. A sales professional delegates. For example, when I was in the real estate industry, I was you know in my early 20s to mid 20s, and I was what's called a buyer's agent. So I used to work for a, a agent. By the way, Billy Bryson. Shout out to Billy. Great guy, him and his wife and his family. When I was his buyer's agent, he had me as a buyer's agent and he was scaling his business to get another buyer's agent and eventually to get a listing agent. Now he could make more sales and get more listings with the same amount of hours. And guess what? He also had an assistant. He had a project manager and he had these other people. Guess what he did? He invested a percentage of his income back into his business. So in other words, you want to identify what are the 15, 20, $25 an hour jobs and delegate them to somebody else. I focus on training, recruiting, and selling. That is what I'm the most effective in. Training, recruiting new people, showing my people how to recruit people so we could continue to grow a huge organization because I'm all about passive income. I currently have 60 solar deals on the way to installation right now. I don't even want to take any more deals. I don't want any more customers right now because I'm so busy. Then I've got my project manager who is an investment She handles all of the project management, doing all the things that I don't wanna do. Not only that, contacting the project manager, contacting the customer about basic little things, when I could be spending that time training new reps, recruiting new reps, and making more sales, that makes a lot more money than the project management side. So you've gotta identify what are the small income producing opportunities, hire somebody, delegate somebody to do that, and you have to identify what are the highest performing activities that you can do you hire somebody that way you could spend the bulk of your time on this high highest of performing things now here's the deal don't get me wrong you're not gonna scale in the beginning and and scaling if you do it wrong you're gonna run your business to the ground i'm not saying oh i got some extra money let me just go throw that money back to my business Unwisely, you know, you've got to be a good steward of your money, as a good book says. You've got to be wise with your money. Guess what? That's why when we talk about get better, right, which is step two, that's a part of getting better. Find out other people in your industry. Let's say you got somebody that has an executive assistant, has his own office and whatnot. Why don't you get better from that person? Find out what are the steps they need. What is the type of person? Whatever the case may be, right? So. These are the steps, but it doesn't mean that just by doing these steps, you're going to be successful. You've got to make sure that you're doing this in a wise manner as well. Here's a couple of bonuses that I'm going to give you to close out this episode. Identify who your power players are. What do I mean by power players? I'll give an example. Being in the solar industry, my power players are real estate professionals, real estate brokers, insurance brokers, loan officers, roofers, to name a few. Alarm sales guys are power players for me because guess what? They deal with homeowners. So do realtors. So I find creative ways to get involved with these people. I network with them on social media. I network with them in real life. As a matter of fact, I'll give you an example. The tip that I'm giving you is to be creative, to get around these people, get to know them and get them to get to know you. And if you're a professional, if you're consistent, eventually that could lead to business. What I did with my podcast is I interviewed some of these real estate professionals. If you look at one of the videos, which I'll put here on this video and on the description with my good friend, Joseph Trujillo. I'll give you a perfect example. Joseph Trujillo represents a company called EXP Realty. In my opinion, the best real estate company in the history of real estate. They offer their agents the opportunity to build a team within a team, make an override income, and just stock options, all kinds of good stuff. Our solar company is the equivalent of that company, but in the solar industry. Well, I would love to have this guy on the podcast, so I invited him on the podcast. We had a great episode. He gave some incredible value. He has an incredible story. We're now in business together. He now sends me business on a regular basis. He invites me to his mixers. I invite him to my mixers. Guess what? But that's a power player. I'm not telling you to go start a podcast and do this. I'm not telling you to do it or I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just giving you an example that there's creative ways to go out there and network with your power players. But guess what? Some of you guys don't even know who your power players are. I'm telling you who my power players are. You should find out who those power players are. Join those Facebook communities, those Facebook groups. Interact with some of them. You should have a go on a monthly basis of how many of these power players to interact with, and you've gotta have the long game. They're not gonna give you business next week or next month, but even if it takes them six months to send you some business, a year to send you some business, would that be worth it? I now have tons of power players. I've got a contractor that sends me a deal every week, almost like clockwork. To the point where it's overwhelming, where I have to give some of these deals to some of my sales reps, because I've got too much business. There is such a thing as having too much business. And guess what? But I still get paid when I pass them out to my sales reps. So anyways, that's the first tip. The next tip that I'm going to give you is this, creatively, continuously, and automatically stay in touch with your existing customers. Here's how I do it. First of all, I use a CRM. A lot of sales professionals don't use a CRM. A CRM, you want to put all of your contacts in there. But in the CRM, I have this, and I also have a system where I send handwritten letters or handwritten postcards. And it's not that I hand wrote them. I do this, let's say for example, for the new year or for the holidays, they'll automatically receive a postcard with me. I could add pictures of my family night to it and I'm in touch with them. I could have their one year anniversary of when they went solar and I could automatically send them a postcard that gets there. And I'm constantly, continuously, automatically and creatively keeping in touch with these people. And guess what happens when they receive these postcards? If you never follow up with them ever, guess what? They're not gonna send you business out of sight, out of mind. But if they get a postcard for me wishing them a Merry Christmas or a Happy New Year or, or, you know, their birthday, that's another thing I do. I get the birthday of these people and I put it, let's say for example, their birthday is June 15th. I got a postcard that goes out on June 7th or June 8th and I make sure that it gets there by June 15th. So now I remember, I'm the solar sales guy that remembered their birthday. Did I really remember their birthday? No, I didn't remember their birthday, but it's just as powerful. The system remembered it for me, why? because technology, I use it for my advantage. What do most people do with technology? They use it as a crutch. They use it as a form of distraction. And guess what? That's why most people, they're not advancing through life. They're decreasing as time goes on. So if your existing customers could send you double the business that they used to before, because you are creatively, continuously, and automatically keeping up with them, guess what? that's gonna also contribute to you doubling your sales. The company I use is called Mailbox Power. There's a link in the description to Mailbox Power. And then finally the last one, I use to offer to my sales reps and I also use it with my customers. There's a company that I use that I give the customer an incentive just to give us the opportunity to sit down with them and pitch them solar. Whether they buy or not, you get this automatically. Some people do a $50, $100 gift card. That's a good idea as well. There's another way that's a lot cheaper and it's more valuable. So I give the customer a free trip to either Vegas, Cancun, Orlando, or like another one of 20 different options. And what it is, is we pay for the hotel room. The customer only pays for the taxes, like 40, 50 bucks. You know, let's say Jay tells me Vegas is a place. I give them through this. I send them an email. I pay a yearly or a monthly membership and I have unlimited amount of these that I can give and I send it to them. He now has a hotel room in Vegas, Orlando, Cancun, one of the many other places, a bunch of other countries as well. He has to pay for his flight to get there, but the hotel room is covered. There's no timeshare presentation to go through or nothing like that. It's cut and dry because hotels very often, what they do is that they have rooms that are vacant and they want to fill them. And they know that if people show up, even if it's on a free room, you're gonna spend money in the casino. You're gonna spend money on food. You're gonna spend money shopping, et cetera, et cetera. So they gladly give these out. This is a tool that many big insurance companies, many businesses use. I use that as well. So I found that when I started using this, my sales rep started closing more deals, getting more appointments. And guess what, if they get more appointments, we're gonna get more sales, right? And guess what, we start making more money. And it's like $49 a month or like 350 bucks for the year, something along those lines. The link to that marketing boost is the name of the company is also in the description here. These are all a couple of tips that I'm gonna give you to double your sales, right? I'm always going to bring you guys content, so do me a favor, like this video, comment it, share with five people, not one person, not two, share with five people that you think are going to get value from this that are in the, in the sales industry. And guess what? I'll see you guys at the top or from the top. Take care.